Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. On this show, we're going to talk Kawhi Leonard wanting out of San Antonio. Which player should LeBron James want to play with most? We're also going to discuss teams not being invited to the White House. And who's going to help with the most championships? LeBron James or Kevin Durant? If I had to choose right now, I'm going to go with Kevin Durant to have more rings just because of the, the situation that he's in and the system that he's in. And quite frankly, he's coming into his complete prime now, right? He's getting closer to 30. His body's maturing because he's a skinny dude, but you can tell he's starting to understand the NBA now better. Once he figured out what his shot was, where his place was in the post, he started killing it. So at this point in his career, I mean, he could have five, six, not seven, not eight. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Sky's the limit for that team. You're tuned into the new channel sports podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome to another episode of the new channel sports podcast. I'm your host, O'Enyi, sitting all the way across from me in the distance. Chris, what's up, man? What's good, y'all? Trey is unable to be with us today. I'm sorry, Cowboy fans. No, can I, can I do Laker it for fans. him? Let me, let me you, do it You want to do it for him? I'll do it for him. Shout out to Red Nation. That's <laughs> <Bulls> all <laughs> <on> parade. <laughs> <laughs> Juke. Sorry about that, Trey. You know, we can't do it. I would do it, but I might throw up in my mouth a little bit if I said anything like that. You so. want to try it? No, nah, I'm not going to do that. I can't do it. But shout out to Trey. He's just out for a little while. He has some business to take care of. Very busy. Very hardworking man. One of the hardest working men I know in the whole entire world, man. Yeah. So shout out to Trey. But he'll be here again. He's not off the show or anything like that. So anyway, let's get right into it. Kawhi Leonard. San Antonio Spurs forward. Arguably one of the top five players in the league when he's healthy. Um, health, his quad got injured. I guess he didn't like the way San Antonio handled that with the trainers and stuff. And now the word on the streets is he wants out of San Antonio. What? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the word on the streets is he wants to go to LA. Why? He wants to be a like, I have no idea why. Why? <laughs> I have no idea I can why. See Trey, he's eyes are just <laughs> wide open right now. Oh, God. <laughs> But you know, if that happens, they will have to either get rid of Lonzo or Kuzma, whatever his name is. One of the two, have to, if not, if not both, yeah, I think so. I, I really do think so. I, it, it surprises me that he wants to leave because you know San Antonio, the organization, they have been known to be a tight organization. They have all their players. I won't say in check, but they give the impression that they really enjoy being there. They really enjoy playing there. And not too long ago, LaMarcus Aldridge had a little problem, mm-hmm. or that was out. And they kind of, you know, toned that down. Now it's Kawhi Leonard. So now I think it does say a lot about the people that have come before them, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, especially Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan just took anything from Pop. If he messed up, Pop will cuss him out, be like, oh, whatever. So that says a lot about Tim Duncan. But now these players are here now. They're not having it. Kawhi, Kawhi wants out. Well, it's a couple of things. People forget 
that Tim Duncan was gone. I think it was 03 when he was going to the Magic. And rumor with that was Doc Rivers didn't let his family get on the plane. So this isn't the first time that they had their big star getting ready to leave. It just didn't happen with Tim Duncan. And we weren't in the social media age during that time. Because if we were, there would have been reports everywhere. Tim Duncan close to signing the deal with Orlando. And we would have been tweeting about it, talking about it. But that wasn't where we are. Now... Kawhi Leonard, there's rumors that he wants to go to L.A. We don't know if that's true yet. And you brought up a good point with LaMarcus. Remember, LaMarcus was ready to go. And then he had that combo, that conversation he had with Pop. He hasn't had that conversation with Pop yet. At least rumored he has. And maybe they had something on the phone, but they haven't had that face-to-face where Pop, I mean, Pop is Pop. I can see him going there and doing his thing and Kawhi coming out and saying, I'm spurred for life. Right, right, I'm spurred for life, so I'm not, I don't think it's over yet. Yeah, I don't think it's over yet either, especially since if he does leave, I believe he's going to be leaving about $31 million on the table. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I think it's even more. It might, it might be, yeah, I think it's more than that. Yeah. You're you're right. I think it's more than that. Instead of getting like a super max, he'll yeah. just get the max or something exactly. like that. Exactly. So it's really going to be interesting to see what happens during this whole offseason. If Kawhi Leonard does leave, he goes to L.A., then I'm almost guaranteeing that LeBron's going to follow. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be in L.A. Yeah. Paul George is going to be in L.A. as well. Maybe not Paul George. What if it's Chris Paul? Because you brought up a good point. Let's say they trade Lonzo. So you get him and that headache out of there. But let's let's be real. I don't know why the Spurs would take that on, right? I don't think the Spurs are taking Lonzo. The Spurs are not going to take Lonzo. Pop would not want anything to do with Lonzo. (laughs) Although, I do think that if Lonzo were to go to San Antonio, it would help out Lonzo a billion times over yeah. to play in that system. But I just don't know if Pop wants to deal with that. I don't know if it's so much Lonzo. It's probably his dad. I don't think Pop or, has. Of course his dad is going to go there. His yeah, dad wants to stay in LA, girl, yeah. no matter what. His dad wants him to stay in LA. But look, if, if Kawhi Leonard is going to go to LA and San Antonio or LA says we're giving up Lonzo, it's going to happen. That's just how it's going to be. You want Kawhi Leonard? Do you on your think team. the Spurs would take him though? They wouldn't do it. So who are they going to take though? I, if I if I were the the Spurs, I'd ask for definitely Kuzma. Yeah, Kuzma definitely. I want Kuzma. I want Brandon Ingram, and I want your first round pick for the next two seasons. That's what I want. Otherwise, it's no deal because I'm not taking Lonzo Ball. Do you think Lonzo could coexist with a LeBron James? And a Kawhi Leonard. I think Lonzo Ball is so talented, he probably could. The problem is, I think it would stunt his growth. We always talk about that. Because LeBron is going to dominate the ball. And as much as people get on Lonzo, he had too many moments during his rookie season where you can see flashes of just straight-up brilliance. The boy can hoop. I I think he could coexist in really any system. problem is, stunting his growth, number one, and then his dad. I mean, I love his dad from his perspective of building a brand for his kids, but he's done his part. You did it, bro. I mean, you're successful. Just back up a little bit, but it's not happening. I mean, that's just, that's a pipe dream. It is. It is. I, I think it is, too. But back to Kawhi Leonard. I think even if he does get traded, it's not a guarantee that he's going to go to L.A. either. So you got to look at other options. Is San Antonio going to be Bill Belichick-like? You know how if Bill Belichick doesn't want you on your team, he's not going to put you somewhere where you're going to hurt him. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to go somewhere far, far away. Yeah. So Kawhi Leonard might go to the East somewhere. Well, this is the thing with the NBA. It's not the NFL, right? So in the NFL, all they had to do was just franchise tag him for a couple seasons, and that would be that. 
And the NBA, we all know, is going into free agency in 2019. So the question is, what team is willing to take that Celtic gamble? Because rumors are right now that Kyrie Irving may or may not come back, right? So what team is really willing to take that risk? I can only think about three organizations or maybe four that would do it. A team like the Thunder. I'm not saying it even makes any sense with money, but that's a team that's taken that risk before. And they're going through this offseason with Paul George. Obviously, the Celtics. They have Kyrie Irving. They have Kawhi Leonard. They have them potentially both being off the books in 2019. It's possible. And maybe the Philadelphia 76ers, that's another organization that could give out a certain amount of talented players and take Kawhi on the hope and whim that he'd be back in 2019. And then the Houston Rockets. I mean, it's crazy. They don't have the assets to do it. I'm just talking about organizations that are set up to take that type of risk, right? I don't think there are any other organization other than the Lakers and those other teams I just mentioned that would be willing to take that Kawhi Leonard risk. Well, there are some teams that may be on the outside looking in we might not be thinking about. Of I can see Portland, the trouble is taking that list risk. I mean, they could, they could because they, but, they, you know, Damian Lillard. There's been little rumors here and there that he's not happy there either. Yeah. So if you put a uh, Kawhi Leonard there with him. He might be like, okay, y'all are really trying to help us win. I think there's certain teams I, like I, that. I, I see that I agree with you, mm-hmm. but it's the same argument with the Rockets. Their best asset, CJ McCollum. If you're the Spurs, are you going to take back CJ McCollum and his big contract for Kawhi? I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah. We're also talking about possibilities. Where are the best possibilities? That's but you true. did say who would take the risk? Portland obviously would take yeah, the risk. Portland would take the risk. But can it happen? Are they in the best situation to do so? Probably not. Yeah. Like you said, it's probably Philadelphia. Boston, the Lakers, they have the assets to give back to San Antonio. You want to know a real interesting team that I think if I were Kawhi, I would mention them? It's probably Timberwolves because they have Andrew Wiggins there. You trade Andrew Wiggins and maybe a couple other pieces there and you get Kawhi. That team just looks like a team that should explode. And Kawhi Leonard, the way Thibodeau runs down his players pisses me off, to be honest with you. But I can see Kawhi Leonard and Tom Thibodeau just being a match made in heaven. You're absolutely right, my friend. You know, it's very rare that we agree on things <laughs> on this show. <laughs> if you guys go back to the epic, you know, disagree Milk we had down. about Marvin Lewis, <laughs> but you make, you know, I had no inkling or thought about Minnesota Timberwolves, but they do have the assets. Yeah. They should take the risk. You know, you're looking at a starting lineup with Teague, um, Towns, um, what's that guy's name? Um, Butler. Butler. And Kawhi Leonard, that is a team that can contend yeah. with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And, and you know, you just give up Wiggins. Wiggins looked like in certain periods of the playoffs against the Rockets, like he didn't want to be there. He just checked out. Yeah. And, you know, you put Kawhi Leonard there and you just trade him straight up. Wiggins is going to – he's going to grow up with Pop. I think that's a you. You make a that's brilliant. I think that was brilliant. Yeah, and I, and I hand think clap to you. Hand I mean, clap you know, to you, Chris. I'm, I'm patting my shoulder right now. I'll take it. <laughs> you know, if Trey he'll find a way to knock me, but it's all good. But this is what I do think is important though with Kawhi. There's clearly an issue with him in the organization. I get that. But then the next question is: Is he healthy? So not only you're an organization that's taking on a player that might bolt, you're taking on a player that might bolt and may never even play for you. That is an insane risk. He would have to prove to me that he can play. And I'm like, you remember last season with Cleveland's doctors when they had, uh, what's his name, Isaiah Thomas come in? Uh, you can't do what Cleveland did because that's clearly a bust. You can't do that. So you need to figure out some way to ensure that this guy is healthy. Yeah, you make a good point. You don't want to bring on, but 
look, a couple of years ago, Kawhi Leonard was thought of as almost clear cut the second best player in the league yeah. behind LeBron. Even if he comes in and he's hobbling a little bit, there are certain teams that are going to take that risk. And why? The Golden State Warriors. You want to do whatever you can right now to put your team up to that level to be able to contend against the Warriors. And like you said, you mentioned some good teams. Those are really probably the only teams that I can see um, Kawhi Leonard going to. And you have to take that risk. San Antonio doctors say one thing. His other doctor says another thing. So let's just sit down with Kawhi, see what happens, see what's really going on. Most teams are going to take that risk. So that that's that's it on Kawhi Leonard. I think I don't know if he's going to LA right now. If I had to make a choice on where he's going to go, I'm going to cop up and say I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. I really don't. Man, if I had to make a, a, a guess, I would probably guess LA or Boston because they have the assets. Uh, I'd ultimately want to know why he wants to go to LA because he seems like a quiet dude, right? He seems like he doesn't really want that limelight. Maybe they've just been holding him down in San Antonio. I don't know. So that would that also kind of scares me too. I don't there's, the guys like him normally don't want to go to L.A. At least that's what you see from perception wise. Uh, maybe he's just somebody completely different that we don't know. There's more to this, obviously. I just want to know what it is before I take on a player like that. I take it out. I don't care what it is. Kawhi Leonard, probably the best. He went healthy, the best defensive player in the league. Hands if you look down. at hands down. hands down, so you look at it on both ends. You can even argue and say that San Antonio held him back offensively. You put on another team where you can just let him go, unleash him. You put on a team with LeBron, mm. Kawhi Leonard will mm. off the charts. So anyway, speaking of LeBron James, let's 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 kind of transition to LeBron James a little bit. He had a great finals. He did. Um, all of a sudden, he had a hand injury. I don't know where that came from. But that's that's what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. That's what LeBron James, he's going to find a way to, you know, make there some doubt. Then you have Kevin Durant. This is something that I, I've just been interested in, and I want to get your opinion on this, Chris. So now, Kevin Durant has two championships. LeBron James has three. Once their careers are said and done, who do you think has mo- the most championships? Kevin Durant or LeBron James? Well, at this point, I mean, it's kind of easy to say Kevin Durant, right? I mean, Kevin Durant's on a super team. He's the best player on the super team. They're they're young, they're confident, and they don't have anything in front of them at this point to stop them, right? Uh, barring this summer, right? Depends what happens this summer. They may have a real legit contender in front of them. Uh, if I had to choose right now, I'm going to go with Kevin Durant to have more rings just because of the the situation that he's in and the system that he's in. And quite frankly, he's coming into his complete prime now, right? He's getting closer to 30. His body's maturing because he's a skinny dude, but you can tell he's starting to understand the NBA now better. Believe it or not, he's he's starting to understand it better and be able to use his power, not his muscle. He doesn't have that, but his power to get to where he needs to be. He is during this playoffs, he was so good because he knows exactly where his spot is on the floor. That was my biggest beef with him when I watched him with Russ. Everybody would blame Russ for taking the shots. It was because Kevin Durant didn't know what his shot was. Once he figured out what his shot was, where his place was in the post, he started killing it. So at this point in his career, I mean, he could have five, six, not seven, not eight. (laughs) I I don't know. Sky's the limit for that team. I'm still going to go with King James on this one. Um, you know, when you look back on the back-to-back championships that the 
Golden State Warriors have. They went to seven games with the Rockets. Okay. Chris Paul stays healthy. We might be talking about a Rocket championship as opposed to Golden State. Um, the year before that, it wasn't a cakewalk either. You know, as much as they want to say that it was, it wasn't that much of a they cakewalk. They lost it, one game. They did. They did. They did. Yeah. But, you know, they did. They won that one. This is Let's say it was. They, they won that one. Then you got to factor in the injuries. Curry's 30 now. Okay. He has had injuries in the past. You know, if he goes down, then it's Durant is going to carry the load. It's not going to be as easy. If LeBron comes to the, the West and builds that super team there, it's not going to be as easy. So you can see LeBron quite possibly winning one or two more championships while Durant still has the two. So I do think that in the long run, when their careers are over, I do think that either it's going to be both having the same amount or LeBron James having more. But you're right. It could be a situation where Kevin Durant and the Golden State Warriors are running with it. And you're right. They win not five, not six, not seven. <laughs> they win a boatload of championships. Yeah. So, but I think that's interesting because when when they when their careers started, they were both kind of compared to one another a little bit. It was kind of like who's going to be better? Mm-hmm. You know, there are some people that were like saying Durant's be better than uh, than um, LeBron James, which he's not. I don't want anybody to misconstrue anything so that yeah. he's better than LeBron James. But people thought that Durant was going to be up there in that category with LeBron and 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 and, and um, compete with him and have as much championships as he does. At first, they didn't like that at all. LeBron had three. Durant had none. Now, all of a sudden, Durant has two, and he's on his super team. And he's beating LeBron back-to-back years. Yeah. So now the question is, for me, it's an interesting question. Who's had the more, more championships? I still think it's LeBron, but you're right. It could be Kevin Durant. I mean, it, it could definitely be Kevin. The only thing that would stop them, and we all know this, if they lose in one season, next season, the, the, the year after that, do they finally decide that, hey, we've had our run here and we're done? That's always a possibility. I think every player on that team, barring Klay Thompson, I think all of them have a certain, maybe Klay Thompson and Draymond, so really Durant and, and Curry, I think they want to play maybe apart from each other for a little bit. Curry's really already proved himself, in my opinion. I don't think he has anything to prove, but Kevin Durant, that cupcake? He has something to prove without that squad. He does. He does. So if they lose and he wants to go somewhere to prove himself, then do that. That's the only way it helps his legacy. I'm sorry. If I'm in the room with the other Hall of Famers, I'm sure they're going to invite him in. But I'm sure some people in there are like, man, look at this cupcake. So you think that Kevin Durant has to go to another team to prove to prove something? Well, I think he has to go to another team and win if he ever wants to be called one of the greats. See, I, I, don't, I don't agree with you on that. I think that if he's able to win a couple of championships with this Golden State Warriors team, then he he has proven himself as being one of the greatest. I, I really do believe well, that. Let me put it like this. If he goes off and wins, let's say, five out of the next six, then that's fine. Like, he's clearly one of the greats. On a great team, he's the best player. Fine, whatever. I'll take that. But if they go off and lose, is what my point is. If they go off and lose, let's say they only get one more. Let's say he gets one more and he gets a three. That's what we're talking about, rings. Let's say he gets a three and he's maybe 33. LeBron's age. I think at that point, he'd be better off going, moving on and trying to get more rings or do something different. Because when you look at their careers, I don't think anybody would argue that he's on Kobe's level or LeBron's level right now. I just, who would? He's He has their talent. Duh. That's obvious. You can see that. But I would never call him, oh, he's just as good as LeBron. Yeah, he's just as talented, but he's a cupcake. And everybody knows that. His own GM, bro, his own GM during the championship parade. Was clowning him for saying, oh, yeah, but talking about getting contracts, it was like, yeah, what, 
Curry got his contract because he was here first. He was part of the whole process. Like, we had a team before you, 72 wins, and then you came on. And now you want a boatload of money? Yeah, we'll give it to you, but just realize that Curry's Curry and you're a cupcake. Oh, well, see, let's go on. We don't have to call Kevin Durant a cupcake. I know, I know you do not like Kevin Durant. I know. You used to love the guy. Oh, I, this is the thing. Though. That's why I call him a cupcake, because I really do love Kevin Durant. Watch him at Texas. He's Clearly, he's a good dude. Like, let's be very, very clear about that. These young guys coming into the NBA, not getting into any trouble, I salute you for that. But the basketball player is a cupcake. I wouldn't go as far to say that he's a cupcake. Some people are what I've been hearing is that Kevin Durant going to Golden State has hurt the NBA. It's damaging the NBA. But this is not the first super team that the NBA has ever had. Let's be honest. Let's be real. That's true. There have been other teams that have been just as good as not just as good as Golden State, but have dominated the league like Golden State is yeah, going to do right now. Yeah. The, the Chicago Bulls won six championships in eight years. Okay, That was the prime of Michael Jordan's run. Mm-hmm. You had the Lakers. They had their own run. Kobe, Shaq days, Magic days. You had the Boston Celtics. They had their run as well. So this yeah. is what happens in the NBA. But this is the difference, though. We've talked about this before, though. Can you imagine? Let's just go really close to the biggest, you know, the Lakers. The Lakers' two biggest teams they played during their dynasty was the Trailblazers when they won the first one, and Shaq is after that lobby. That, that, that player that is iconic. Can you imagine at that series where Rashid Wallace said, you know what? I'm going to Lakers. That's just crazy. He would never do that. But worse than that, it would kill the league. It really would. Like, we know y'all going to win, but now y'all really going to win. Let's take it a step further. After they beat the Kings, what if Chris Webber said, you know what? I'm going to join. Well, this this is the difference. I know that the Golden State Warriors had a historic regular season. But the Golden State Warriors did not win the title that year. They didn't win. Now, I would agree with you more. If Golden State had won the title that year, and then Kevin Durant decided, I want to go to this team. But they did not win a title this, that year. LeBron James and Kawhi, uh, not Kawhi, and um, Kyrie Irving were on that team, and they were able to win in seven. So Kevin Durant thinks about it. He's like, if I go to this team. We're going to win. They're going to win. Right. But it wasn't. It wasn't I do think that if Kyrie Irving stays with Cleveland and Cleveland puts some other pieces together, it will still be a very, very intriguing finals. Like five I, or six games, max. I mean, you can't go to a team. I understand going to a team, but like, yeah, we got a chance. But like, you know, when Chris Paul came to the Rockets this season, like, we have a chance to win. When Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, he said, "We're going to win." But the question is, how? Are we going to go sixteen and zero in the playoffs? Are we going to win eighty games? They just chose a sixteen and one route. I mean, come on now. He knew he was going to win a championship, and you know he's. You can tell that he knows they're not legit by the way he talks about them, even after the championships. When you saw LeBron get his first, you can tell the, just the joy, the ecstasy. When you saw Jordan get his first, you can tell the ecstasy. With Kevin Durant, you can tell he's excited, but it's almost like, you bought this. You can't enjoy this like the rest of them enjoyed this because you bought this championship. I wouldn't go as far as say he's he bought it, okay? <laughs> but Kevin Durant is an awesome player, even at the end of the day. I've never really looked at Kevin Durant in the same category with LeBron, Jordan, Magic, those players. Even though he is that type of talent, even when he was in OKC with Russell Westbrook, I didn't see him in that level. So I'm not going to necessarily say that he wouldn't win somewhere else. Like let's say he went to the Washington Wizards or another team that people would have been more not opposed to. Mm -hmm. But I think that this is that was the best fit for him was to go to Golden State. 
if anybody wanted to respect him as much as they do now or not respect him, it had to be that team. He could not go anywhere else. It would hurt his legacy. I think going to Golden State helped his legacy more than it's going to hurt it. Now, whether or not him going there has damaged the NBA, I don't believe that. I really don't. I think the Rockets, like I said, they almost beat the, the Golden yeah. State Warriors. It was just one championship, and then they were almost done. Yeah, as much as and I that's get what, on and him. And that's, that's a lot of teams. Yeah, I agree with that. As much as I get on him, I don't think it damaged the NBA. It just means other teams have to do other extraordinary things. Exactly. But what does hurt the NBA is from the standpoint of just – you knew going into the finals that the finals already happened in the West, right? So when you're watching that finals, it's just kind of like, oh, this is almost like a, a third place prize because you knew the Warriors. But the win. same thing was going to happen if the Rockets got there. The Rockets were going to win in four or five. Also, they were. If the, Chris Paul was healthy, if if Chris Paul was okay, healthy, the yeah. Rockets were winning four or five. Also, because the Rockets did what they had to do in order to compete with the Golden State. Yeah, I'm not going to blame Kevin Durant. He went there. The rest of the league has to figure out how to get up there with Golden State. Because it's not like Golden State just traded for all these players. No, that's true. That, that's they true. picked up players in the draft, yeah. and then Kevin Durant decided, you know what? I'm going over here. That was it. Yeah. So, say when Kevin Durant. NBA Finals, Warriors sweep the Cleveland Cavaliers. Kevin Durant, back-to-back Finals MVP. There's some discussion that maybe... There should have been their MVP. <laughs> Who LeBron would James. MVP? No, I'll play it. I'll play it. <laughs> Steph Curry. Me personally, I thought Kevin Durant was a clear cut MVP in that final. Curry has some flash. I know he set a record for three pointers in was that game three or uh, game, game two? two. Game, game two. two. Set a record for three pointers. But the way Kevin Durant, he did the same thing in the Rocket series as well. When it was time to put the, the, that team mm. over the over the top. They gave the ball to Durant, and he had some key shots. He had the same thing in this series. I just, to me, wasn't even close to me. This, man, we agree again. But I remember because I I was watching the ceremony, right? I didn't watch the game, but I was like watching the ceremony to see how people react. And during the ceremony, I fully expected Kevin Durant's name to be called. I did. But I was watching it, and the way the Warriors team reacted – when it was Kevin Durant and not Curry, everybody kind of had a funky face. And it just looked really awkward while they were celebrating. And what made it even more hilarious is when Kevin Durant goes up there, he gets his MVP. He has his, you know, I think it was Bill Russell up there. He gets it. And then they go interview Curry. And Kevin Durant just comes back in his face with the championship trophy and the MVP. is just standing there really awkwardly. It's just, aesthetically, it looks very funny. But from their play on the court... I don't see how you can argue it's Curry. Now, the thing that makes me the most angry is Golden State Warrior fans, y'all are so spoiled. They're all over the internet saying, well, it should have been Curry getting MVP. Nah, bro, y'all got a championship. I don't know. Houston is dying for one. We'll take the championship. But when I watched this series, you got to think about what's the most important game in the series. It was clearly game three, right? He had the biggest shot in game three. He had the best game in game three. If you look at their consistency throughout the series, I think it's really about even. They both were okay in game one. Curry was phenomenal in game two. Durant was phenomenal in game three. And game four was a blowout. Curry played better, but it was a blowout. So I can see people saying Curry maybe should have maybe should have split it or maybe I didn't want to see where the votes were. But from a fan's perspective, if everybody was just okay throughout the series, who had the bigger game in the better game, right? And the bigger game was game three. He had the better game with 40-plus points. I mean, he's MVP. And there was a, there was a game. The, the game, game three, Curry's 
didn't have a great game. He had a game horrible three. game. He had a game horrible three. game. And so that, you know, that put into the equation, Kevin Durant was consistent throughout game one through game four. I mean, Kevin Durant, he averaged 28 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists. His field goal percentage for the finals was a point five two six. Jeez. That was second only to LeBron James. Man. Now, speaking of LeBron James, if if LeBron James does not get upset with himself and and hit a whiteboard, <laughs> <laughs> and what that would mean would would be that they would have to have one game one. Yeah. Okay, let's say LeBron wills his team to win game one. Mm-hmm. Dr. Smith is in in space somewhere, thinking about something else. Yeah, and they were able to win one more game, possibly game three. I think if they still lost the series, I think LeBron James should have been the MVP of that series. Without LeBron James, the Cleveland Cavaliers could be be blown out by 20, 30 points yeah. in each game. But that's not just against the Warriors. That might be against most teams in the league without LeBron. Without LeBron, they're going to get beat down by pretty much everybody. Boston, If Boston were to have won game seven, Boston would have been – Competitive, they wouldn't have won the series. I mean, I mean, it better be more competitive. But they, Cleveland they, got swept. Yeah, they would have been more. I'm saying Boston would have been more competitive than Cleveland would be without LeBron James. Oh, that's obvious. But this is my point, though. If without LeBron James, Cleveland doesn't make the playoffs. That team does not make the Eastern Conference Finals or the playoffs. I mean, but we all know that. Okay, I mean, okay, I okay, mean, okay. that's that's obvious though. That's, that's like even Jr. would know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's obvious. But what I will say is this, and I said this last year on the podcast. Aisha want that boy Kerr to bring home a finals MVP. Because in game three, he was playing so bad. But he was playing bad trying to force it. And every time he would miss, he'd look up to the stands. And Aisha was like, bro, we need this MVP. And he does, though. You can tell he wants it. So you saw that, too. You saw him kind he was of. Pressing. He was pressing. Look, when I hear other people talk about it. They were. They talk about how natural the, the flow of the game was, or whatever. Curry was doing anything naturally. I thought he was pressing. He was in game three. Yeah. Like he was a. Sh- oh yeah. I know he shoots a lot of threes, and he was coming off the historic um, game two three pointer. So yeah. maybe he just thought he, he just kept on shooting and shooting. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's like he was. Pre- you know, Kevin Durant. Everything Kevin Durant did throughout the whole playoffs, it just looked. He made it look so easy. Kevin Durant has transitioned to. He's the best offensive player in the game. Right now, yeah, it's not even close. I yeah. don't, I don't care about James Harden. I, I, I would say James is a little closer. He had that horrible mm-hmm. stretch of the threes. But let's be clear, no, no, it's no, no, Kevin no, Durant. No. It's Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant is, it's not even close. Kevin Durant is the most deadly offensive player in the league right yeah, now. He I cannot agree. be stopped. Yeah, if he wants to put his foot down and say, "I'm going to score on you at will," yeah, there's not a man in the league that can stop him. Harden, if Harden says, "Depend on the player." If Harden says, I want to put my foot down and, and really score, there are some players that can get in his head and stop him. We've seen it before. Yeah. Harden just can't, like you said, he can't get to that next level. Yeah. Durant has got to that next level and some. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to do when you got Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green writing you love letters at night, whatever they be doing. Oh, my God. I'm just being honest, though. <laughs> He's clearly a good player. He is. I'm not knocking him for that. Um, I think it, but I agree that at this point in his career, he's figured it out offensively. He just has. And that's something you would want a Harden to do as a Rocket fan. And then I brought up Dirk in the last show. He just, when Dirk figured it out offensively, you could tell. You can just tell when somebody figures it out, I'm going to score every time and I know how to do it and save energy doing it. Crazy thing is, I don't know if LeBron's figured that out in his entire career. 
how to save energy and score at the same time. When LeBron goes off, it's like, I feel tired. Watch him. Like, man, this dude is balling. That, that's his game, though. Yeah. LeBron's game is totally different than Kevin Durant's game. It's like Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook only knows how to play one way. Yeah. That's full throttle 100%. That's how he knows how to play. Same thing with LeBron. LeBron plays that way. Even though when LeBron learned that he has a post game, and that's kind of gone away. He hasn't used his post game as much as he should be using his post game. Mm-hmm. But there was a, a time span when he was in Miami and he figured out the post game and he was killing it. But now, I don't know if it was the hand injury or whatever, he just is drive, three-pointers. That's his whole game. He yeah. really does not post up as much as I would like to see him post up. Because I think that with his size, that would be unstoppable. And I agree with that. I think it, it, him not doing that's a factor of things. Is him not m- maybe, A, not understanding his offensive game the way he should, which is crazy on, on the player. You can arguably he's one of the best players of all time. And a, a byproduct of that also is his team. I, he's a team guy, team first, right? So he always wants to get, get his guys involved, even if it sacrifices takes a sacrifice in his game a little bit because he knows he needs his team to win. But in doing that, sometimes it's selfish in and of itself when he's not getting the buckets that he needs to be getting. I, I think he does, He needs, especially getting thir- 34 now, coming next season. He's going to be 34. I mean, dude is old now. I mean, he's one injury away from being done. Cut. I, yeah, it depends on the injury. Um, but LeBron, you know, he's a machine. He's, he's in the same category with Tom Brady. It seems like their career is never going to end. But, you, right, eventually it will stop. Yeah. But they, that's why it's so important that he gets a team around him right now. He's always been emphasizing lately that he needs a team that is intelligent. It's yeah. funny that it came after the J.R. Smith incident. That's when he started saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but he wants players that, you know, it's going to make it easier for him to play basketball. Whenever you talk about the Golden State Warriors or whenever people talk about that team, they always talk about how smart they are on the court and how it makes it easy for everybody else to play basketball, even the people that are the role players. Yeah. Look at uh, J- JaVale McGee. He went off. He played brilliant. Look at um, uh, Iguodala. When he's there. One of the smartest players smart in the NBA. Smart player in the NBA. I That's mean, without the Warriors. He's, right, he's, he's right, just a right, smart right, player. Right. And you put him on that Warriors team. Elevates it. It just elevates that team. Yeah. You know, LeBron James definitely did not have that this year. He had no, I mean, as much as people want to talk about Kevin Love, I know Trey, if you're listening, I'm not going to bash Kevin Love right now. But Kevin Love is just a solid player. He does not help LeBron James at all to me, as opposed to what, Kyrie Irving was able to do, Dwayne Wade, even Chris Bosh was able to help LeBron James. I don't know why you got to say even Chris <laughs> Bosh. Chris Bosh. No, I don't want to go I'm here, just, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just do saying. Do not do no, it on no, that, man. I'm, I'm just saying as compared to Kevin Love. Nah, bro. I'm just saying do Chris, even Chris Bosh. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. Chris Bosh is a good player. I'm just saying he was the third option on that Miami Heat team. And he was, he did more for the Miami Heat team than Kevin Love has able to do for the Cleveland Cavalier team playing alongside LeBron James. That's all I'm saying. That's, That's obvious, saying. though. Don't, don't, don't it's play obvious, It's obvious to you. I don't know if our other co-host is going to agree <laughs> with that. He might come back and say that's not true. So, you know, I'm just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> We're doing too much agreeing here on this show. Okay. Okay. Sticking on the subject with LeBron James, it's, it's almost obvious now. But who do you think is the one player that LeBron James should be seeking out to play with next year. I was contemplating this before the Kawhi Leonard thing hit. Mm-hmm. And so it made the dynamics a little bit more. But if there is a player that LeBron James is saying in his head, this is the player I want to play with next season, who's that one player? 
There's two of them. You ask for one, I'm going to give you two. Kawhi Leonard is obvious. We kind of talked about that earlier in the show. That's just obvious. His skill set, he doesn't need the ball to be successful. LeBron could pass it to him, and he can make his own play. On the other end of the floor, he can spell LeBron defensively because LeBron's not trying to play that type of defense anymore. Kawhi Leonard is perfect because Kawhi Leonard is just as talented on both sides of the floor. That's obvious. Um, At this point in his career, he wants to play with smart players. You got to think Chris Paul. Obviously, there are injury issues with Chris. You deal with that. That is his life story. If his career ends today, everybody's going to say, great player, tough injuries. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. But his smarts on the basketball court is, for Rockets fans, particularly the Game 5, both Game 5s against the Jazz and versus the, the Warriors, he had a level of intelligence in that game that won the game for the Rockets. Right. Because he's just so smart, controlling the game, doing everything that's necessary. When you think about LeBron, that's what LeBron has been missing his entire career. I mean, no, this is not even a knock on Dwayne Wade. It's not like Dwayne Wade wasn't smart. Dwayne Wade was just so talented that LeBron would give him the rock and be like, just kill it for a little bit. And Dwayne Wade would put on a show. And once he wasn't able to do that anymore, he was no good. But that's not Chris Paul. You don't have to give Chris Paul the ball and be like, okay, rock the show. Chris Paul's not going to just rock the show. He's going to go off for everybody, including LeBron, in ways LeBron never knew he could possibly do, right? So I think Chris Paul would be the one guy he should seek out. So then the question is, is he coming to Houston or is Chris Paul leaving? Everybody in Houston keeps talking. I know Darren Moore doesn't want to act like it, but I know he's awake right now. Well, maybe he's awake right now. I'm talking about late at night thinking, what if Chris Paul leaves? Because Chris Paul's a free agent. He could easily leave and go to – I don't know what the money-wise thing looks like with Cleveland. He ain't going to Cleveland. They don't have the money for him. But he can go to L.A. with him. He can go to other destinations with him. Chris Paul is so smart. And the thing with Chris, when he got injured this year in the playoffs, he got injured on a play where it should have been in Harden's hand. Let's be very clear about the season fans. He got injured on a play where Harden was supposed to have the ball. That's not going to happen with LeBron. LeBron will have it at that point. Mm. At that point, again, LeBron will have it. I agree with you. I agree with most of the things that you're saying. Um, I, I kind of want to – now, when I say – I said which player do you think LeBron James will want to play with next year? And there are a couple of players I'm going to name that might be uh, – how do you call it? Dark horses. So, of course, he wants to play with Kawhi Leonard. All those points you point out, he can spell him on defense. And that would be – I think LeBron James would take that as just like, oh, wow, he's playing he, – he'd probably be in awe yeah. looking at Kawhi Leonard play defense <laughs> on the other end of the court. Same thing offensively. He can spell him offensively as well. Very intelligent player. I agree with you about Chris Paul. But there there are certain players that he can play with and play well with that no one's really talking about. Or maybe I haven't heard of. Anthony Davis, if he can get away from New Orleans, would help LeBron James immensely. Someone, a low post, low post of presence that can get the ball down low and spread the off, the offense out and kick it out to give LeBron James a rest, okay? Then there's another player that I look at that I've mentioned so far in this show, too, that knows what we're talking about. Damian Lillard as a point guard. He No, 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 no I'm just saying. He would— he Y'all would, can see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that that's someone that LeBron James should seek over other players. These are two dark horses that I'm naming, okay? I think that Damian Lillard— He's kind of underrated. You know, last year he was named first NBA. And that was an issue. People were like, Damian Lillard? If you look at his stats and you look at what he did for that poor interpreter team, it's really not arguable. D- Damian Lillard is a, he is a all-star. 
He really is. Now, uh, we, we, he, we, we can get on that later. No, no, we can get on that right now. <laughs> I'm not even trying to push it away. Like you're saying something smart. We can talk about that. We're talking about this right no, now. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. I, I, I just feel like if he wants to play with someone that is going to be hungry and wants to win a championship and is smart, intelligent basketball player, Damian Litter's that guy. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that I will take Damian Litter over Chris Paul or Damian Litter over Kawhi Leonard. I'm just saying that that's someone that is a dark horse that he would, I think he would enjoy playing with Damian Litter. Other two factors that I want to bring into play. They're not players, they're coaches. When you look at all the great players that have played, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, they've had great coaches to help guide them and lead them in their careers. LeBron James has never had that. Nothing against um, Spola in, in Miami. Spolcher's a good coach, man. He's a good coach. But at the, at the time, he, he's a good coach. But he's not a great coach. Coach. He's not a great coach. He's not a Hall of Fame coach. Okay? If LeBron James really wants to go somewhere where good coaching, the overrated coach that you, that you were talking about last time in Boston, mm-hmm. he should go over there and play with uh, Brad Stevens or Greg Popovich. I know he's not going to San Antonio. I know he's not. Not at this point. Not at this point. He's not. But that would be something that would be also be interesting to see him play with a coach on that level that's that great. The only thing I worry about is, this is with Popovich, if, if they butt heads a little bit. See, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. But it's kind of like the Peyton Manning argument. No offense to Tony Dungy, right? People say they wish he would have had a great coach like a Belichick. I think it's too late in his career. No, I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't see you. why he would seek something like that out. Why? It's too late in your career. If they have a philosophy that's not something you can vibe with, like you said, they're going to butt heads. Somebody's going to have to back down. And at this point in his career, what does it really do for him? Well, I think it will be Pop. I think Pop would understand that this is LeBron James, and he will back down a little bit. He will almost – you almost see a difference. This is my opinion. You almost see a different side of Pop. He will be almost like Phil Jackson-esque. Because Phil Jackson didn't get in your face and yell at you. He kind of just stood behind there. You whisper in your ear a couple of things. Yeah. You don't know what he's saying. He'll go back to the bench. And that will motivate you. I think Pop would take on that kind of role and let LeBron James be LeBron James. But it will still be helpful to LeBron James because Pop will be in the ear of everybody else around him. If you want to see smart players, Pop can make you a smart player. That's you know, very true. He's going, he's going to yell at you and cuss at you until you figure it out. Yeah. And if you don't figure it out, you're going to be on the bench. Yep. You're just not going to play. Yeah. And I think that will help LeBron James out in the future if he, will, if he wanted to. I don't think he's going to do that. It will just be something I mean, that will be interesting. I don't think he really has that option. I mean, they asked Kyrie earlier in, what, a week ago or two couple of days ago, whatever it was. And they're like, hey, what about LeBron coming? I was like, we've got a good thing going on over here. He didn't want to say don't come, but I'm sure he was thinking don't come. Kyrie wants nothing to do with LeBron <laughs> James. Kyrie Irving wants nothing to do with LeBron James. Really and truly, if they could, you know, get over whatever it is they, they, they had going on, that is the number two option for me over Chris Paul. Get back with Kyrie Irving. If y'all can make it work, make it work. Yeah. But Kyrie Irving, he, it's obvious that that man wants nothing to do with LeBron James. <laughs> he would rather be traded back to Cleveland than to play with LeBron James. And that's just, I don't, that's just the oddest thing to be in the world. It just is. I don't understand what I, – I know it happens a lot. You know, you have Kevin Durant, Westbrook, Kobe, Shaq. You know, it happens all the time. But this one is just, is just a little bit – it's odd to me. I don't understand. This is – You know why it's odd? Because they didn't win enough. That's why it's odd. If they won enough, we'd understand, hey, you know, we won. I'm going to do my thing. You do your thing. They just didn't win enough. So, obviously, 
at some point we'll know there was something more. Or it could just be they just it is as odd as you're saying that it is. I think it's a little more. But the reason why we really think it's so odd is because they didn't win enough. They won one championship. It was a glorious, epic finals, one of the best finals, at least of the modern generation. That's great. But they didn't win enough. That's why we always look back at it and we say, it's not even a what if because it just wasn't enough. It's not a what if. You can't really make a a, a movie off of them or what if because they won one championship. So it's more it's like, what happened? Uh, it's just really odd. <laughs> you don't really know what to do with it. It's not a what if movie. It's not a maybe like an Orlando Magic kind of what if movie. It's just odd <laughs> it is because they didn't win enough yeah and, and, and it's directly towards the other person it's not like you know with kobe and shaq it was more like it, it was them too they didn't like playing with another but it's like you know what let me get an opportunity somewhere else and like you said they had won what three championships mm-hmm. before that happened yeah. so you know kobe wanted to prove that he can do it without shaq and shaq was tired of dealing with kobe's foolishness in la and the way it happened too it was in the middle of the offseason all the players decided where they want to go and out of nowhere Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland when I first saw this I thought this is this is fake news <laughs> there's no way Kyrie Irving wants out of Cleveland he's playing with the best player in the world you know they they won a championship together and it happened so late in the offseason but then when you heard that this is real that he really wants out I still didn't believe it mm-hmm. then he went to Boston it was like wow you know I, I think that I don't know if LeBron James tried hard enough to keep Kyrie Irving there. But like he said, who knows what happened? It might have been something that they just could not come to agreement on. It was just no way it was going to happen. So. Or it could have been something where Kyrie heard one thing, LeBron heard one thing, and it wasn't even the truth on either end. It could be that. That would be sad. It would be it, eh, not that sad. The reason why it's not that sad is because I'm not convinced they would have beat Golden State again. That's why it's odd, though. Nobody's ever going to talk about them in the future because Golden State was still here anyway. But this is the thing, though. They could have put more pieces around them, around that team. Kyrie Irving leaving Cleveland is what started the downfall. Once they did that, they're like, oh, wow. Okay, so who do we trade and what? Yeah. who do we get back for Kyrie Irving? Okay, oh, Boston wants him. We can get um, IT back here and, <laughs> and we can start doing all this. That was a disaster. So they shipped everybody out, brought other players in. Let's be real. No one thought Cleveland was going to go to the finals. Nobody. When the playoffs began, uh, I don't know I, what I didn't hear anybody saying what? that Cleveland was going to finals. I, I'm, heard, I'm I heard Boston. Not I heard Philadelphia. We must be listening I heard to Toronto. We must be listening to different things. Who to, who told you that Cleveland was going to the finals? This everybody year? knew Cleveland was oh, going to the finals. Goodness. It was a, it was a foregone conclusion they're going to the finals this year. This with year, that team? I mean, some people are talking about Toronto for like a hot. People week. talking about Toronto, Philadelphia. And Boston. No, they as potential teams that could do it. No, they were talking about them above the Cleveland yeah, Cavaliers. I don't, I don't know who you were Especially to. when Cleveland lost that first game in Indiana. They were like, Cleveland is not getting out the first round. I mean, there were people saying, I'm not doubting there were people saying that. I'm not doubting that. But to say nobody thought they'd make the final, that's, that's, oh, that's, I didn't hear anybody. that's crazy. I didn't hear anybody say <laughs> that's that. That's crazy. I'm going to be honest with you. I did not hear anybody say Especially when after, the playoffs started that no. the Cleveland Cavaliers were going to go to the finals. I didn't hear anybody saying that. I heard. I, I've heard, heard damn near everybody saying that. There were people who were saying Toronto were going to do it. Toronto is per- the team I heard the most. Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. We know what they did. I heard Toronto and Philly the most. Those are two teams I yeah, heard, heard the most. Heard, and yeah. as as the playoffs went along, you start hearing more about Boston. I agree with you. I heard, but every time I would hear about those teams, the question was, if not Cleveland, who? Toronto, Philly, Boston, not. 
everybody in the East who, and then Cleveland's just not mentioned. That's 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 everybody. Look, look, I think everybody mentioned Cleveland because they had LeBron James. Like because they had LeBron James, they have a chance. But that wasn't the number one team that they thought was going to go to the finals. Based on what I was hearing. I just don't know what you was hearing. <laughs> Maybe I was just dreaming that. I don't know what happened. But that's what I thought was going up. It's still, it was still a great accomplishment for LeBron James to take that team to the finals. I don't care what anybody says. It it's almost equivalent to him winning the title. I think his first year in Cleveland, went to that team to the finals. And this team, to me, those are equivalents of him winning titles let in me, my head. Let me ask you this then. Which run was more impressive? This last one. The man more is impressive than the, the... The first one? Yes. Yeah. The man is 33 years old. Okay? He's playing the most minutes in the NBA. The team that he had right now... Look. I know that the first team he had wasn't good either. And I think that roster is probably worse, worse. than the one that he yeah. has this one. Yeah. But when you put together his age and... But he's a, he's a better player now than he was then. That's true. That's that, why that's what makes this team better, though. That's that's why I feel the way I feel. I so think you think that, his first run? Oh, absolutely. Was more impressive. They, if, particularly the team they beat. People forget how the Boston how dominant. I mean, not the Boston, uh, the, the Detroit the, Pistons. The Pistons. How dominant that team was. They went to how many straight finals? Think two or three straight. Think two or three. Yeah, two or three straight. They went to the conference finals at least five or six times straight. I mean, that team was talented everywhere. One through five, they were stacked. And for him to take that. Cleveland mess and take that team to the finals. I thought that was way more impressive. So that wasn't the the, the playoff run where he hit the game winner against Orlando, was it? No, no they, it. they lost. They that lost series. that series. See, I think I think also what plays in my head is how many clutch shots he had during this run. Yeah, how many game winners he had during this run to this to the finals. That's why it was so impressive to me. It wasn't so much he had clutch moments, especially in that Detroit uh, series, the dunk and all that. He mm-hmm. he was phenomenal. I still give this run a little bit of an edge, but not by much. I, th- I think you can go either way. That first finals run was phenomenal. Like I said, there, there are a couple of players that I look at that have taken their teams to the finals and lost, and I felt like because they had such great performances during that playoff run, they deserve a championship. Allen Iverson, when he took that team 0-1, they won that first game. Everybody was like, oh, they weren't going to win that series. <laughs> they almost <laughs> won game two. No, but they, they weren't going to win that series. <laughs> that was going to happen. Because that year, I think the Lakers were undefeated. That's the only game they lost. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, But for Allen Iverson to take that team to the finals and win game one yeah. and step over Tyron Lue and do all that stuff that he did, that is equivalent to a title to me. Okay. So we're going to switch gears here a little bit. Um, I know this happened a while back. But, you know, tradition, tradition, the winner Goes to the White House, mm-hmm. and they see the president. Um, the president, who was it that he denied? The Philadelphia Eagles. He's like, I'm going to uninvite you guys. You're not yeah. guys are not coming. LeBron is in the press conference. He's like, whoever wins, not going to the White House anyway. Yeah. So neither team is going to the White House. Golden State's not going to the White House. Um, what, how do you feel about this? I mean, like, what what goes through your head when I you mean, see we, this? We talked about this a little bit last year. Oh, with, with Kevin Durant, right? With Kevin Durant. Right, right, right. But th- this is the thing. I always feel like whoever's in the White House, there's a difference. There's the White House and the prestige of the office, and then there's the president. I'm not so enamored on the president, whether you vote for 45 or don't vote for 45. You do what you do. That's cool. My point is I'm more enamored with just the 
office itself, right? And I would hope that no one man can sully the office. So even if I were invited to go to the White House today, it was like, yo, Chris, we're flying you out to the White House. I'm be like, cool, let's go, because I want to see the office. I want to see where they hang the painting of President Obama and past presidents. Now, if you have to go in a room with President Trump and, you know, he's telling his little jokes, you're not you're not doing a disservice to anyone. If anything, all you're doing as young men, mostly African-American men, is showing that you're at the White House. And I realize a lot of people are saying, like, well, duh, we already had a guy, Obama. That's fine. But you got to recognize it's not it's not every day you get an opportunity to go there. Now, I understand from the big players, LeBron, Curry, I think they've both been there before, obviously. That's great. But my thing is you don't turn down that opportunity, that photo op, just because of one person. Because the way you're saying it is, you're basically saying one person is bigger than the prestige of that office. And I think that's the wrong mentality. I would go. And even if that means I have to stand there with President Trump, it doesn't mean I'm endorsing him. It just means I'm coming to pay homage to that office. Because when you go there and you say one man is is just selling the whole thing, then you're missing the point. I think they're really missing the point. My thing with both players, when I say both players, I mean Curry and and LeBron. You can throw Durant in there as well. They're all very socially conscious and they make certain statements, particularly LeBron. And Curry has come out and said some things as well. So I respect them both for that. But – as intelligent men who are at the top of their craft winning sports, I don't see the problem with going to the White House. I really don't. They see it as endorsing the president or we don't want to be around somebody who says crazy things, but forget him for a second and think about the prestige of the office because those optics are things that kids want to see. Well, need to see. Donald Trump has sullied the White House. <laughs> let's let's just put it that way. It's that plain and simple. He's tainted the White House. You... The players. See, can, now we now we lost our core fans, <laughs> man. <laughs> we done lost the core fans. <laughs> Look, the players cannot be invited to the White House and stand next to a man who is unfortunately the president of the United States that has said some of the things that he said in public, and that's that's almost really the bottom line of everything. You know, Donald Trump is. I hate for us to get to this, you know, political talk about this, but you know, politics and sports they they cross paths a lot, you know, obviously. Yeah. So, for Donald Trump to be in office and say he's not going to invite this team, based on what I heard, because enough players don't want to go. This from the Philadelphia Eagles, yeah, enough players don't want to come there and be congratulated. It's just it's crazy when you when they ask Steve Kerr, LeBron James. Curry, Kevin Durant about the situation, a couple of words always came up. They're not surprised. You know, this is typical of what you would think that mm-hmm. the president would do. And it, it what is is sad. You know, you can't I understand what you're saying, Chris. I really do. The prestige of the White House, you want to go there, you want to see the history of the White House, you want to be there as an American to go to the White House. But let's say you're playing on that team. Let's say you're playing on a championship team. Mm-hmm. Okay? And your teammates are like, I don't want to go to the White House. Like, they just don't want to go to the White House. It's a team thing, too. Yeah. You got to back up your teammates. You can't be the only person to see, go to the White House. No, no, you're right. But this is the difference, though. I see myself. And let's be real. If I'm on the squad in my brain. I'm LeBron, right? I'm the star. Oh, my God. But then, but let's put things in perspective, though. I'm not on the bench, right? I'm, I'm, you're more I'm, like Jose 
Calderon or something see, like that. See, <laughs> see now I know I see now I know why Trey can't stand you, bro. I've been on we we had we've done one show, and you know there are times where I hate Trey, but now I know that it's not just him. It was a joke. I'm not serious about my jokes like Trey is. He's serious about stuff. But go ahead, go ahead. But if you're the best player on the team. If you say certain things or ride with you, that's why I'm only bringing up. So, but but those that, players, it's, I'm bringing it's even up more pressure on you, though, Chris. No, Listen, there is. You're no, you're right. You're the best player on the team. You are going to be obviously, you know, I'm not going to say hurt, but you're going to be affected by what the president says, and people are going to follow you and look up to you and see what you do. They're going to look for you for examples. You're right. So, even saying that, I still don't think that you would go. To the White House. That's just my personal. But I, you know, you're your own man. If you do what you do, well, what I'm saying is this: what, what, whether I go or not, I, I just think as athletes, as human beings, period. Right? We have to be able to separate the individual, 45 Trump, from the office itself. Because if we just combine the two and that allows us to be sullied in our minds, we have the wrong mindset for the next person coming in. Because there is a difference. There's an individual, and then there's an office itself. Now, he's over that office right now. I get that. But it's still the prestige of the office. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. So if you're somebody like LeBron, you can still go and make your point. Be there saying, I'm not – if it were me and I went there, I'm like, I would get, I'm like, I'm not here for you. I'm here because of so the do office. So do you know what would happen if you said that? Oh, I, I, if, there'll if, be some if, real if the, if, the some, if the president heard you say, like, I'm coming here. But I'm not here for you. He's gonna be like, don't come. That's fine, and then I can take that. But that's, 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 that. that's initially what's happened. But that's, no, but that's that not what's happened. That's what's happening. That's not what happened. They said they're not going. I wanted to no, be. No, no, no. I wanted to be this to the point started, where he he is making the move, saying. But he's done that in several but occasions. But see, that's true. But they came out and said they're not going. I would have said I'm going, but this for is, not okay. for you. Okay, look, 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 look. It doesn't matter if it starts with you, Chris. If if it starts with someone else, once it starts, if the president says, "Oh, you don't want to come here." To, to, the, to the White House and I'm inviting you here, then nobody comes. That's where it starts. That's where it starts. But, so you but, can't. But, you but, can't I would be, but, listen, but I would come out and say, I'm coming to the White House not to see 45. That's what I would say. So I get it. I get it. So you basically, put it back basically, on basically, him. Basically, what you're saying is, you're a smart man. What you're saying is, you'll say it a certain way. You know you're not going to go to the White House anyway. Because it's going to turn into <laughs> <Yeah. down>. Okay. <laughs> we I got both you. know that. I got you. But I just wanted to be from the point where he doesn't get the opportunity to say, oh, y'all don't want to come to the White House? Because it makes it seem like y'all don't want to come to the office because But it doesn't white. seem that way, though. It, to me, it doesn't seem that well, way. Well, but, but it's all, everything's about perception. And he has his own base. Look, My whole look. point is this. You want to put it to the point where he can't say face. So you say, I'm coming to the but office. But that's what happened with the Philadelphia Eagles in, in an instant. The Philly. The Philadelphia Eagles are the National Football League. The problem that Trump has with the National Football League is that players kneel during yeah. the national anthem. Yeah. Do you know how many players knelt on the Philadelphia Eagles team that year for national anthem? Mm. How many? I don't know. Zero point zero. There wasn't one player. You sure about that? Zero point zero. Sure about that? I am one hundred percent sure about that. No Philadelphia Eagles players knelt during that year, and he still denied them. The invite. Well, because they didn't want to come. Not uh, not everybody. They, well, they, I, I don't they, know if this is true. I heard there was about three players who were willing to come. I don't know if it's three true. Could be. Look, look, if you look, if there are three players who want to come to the White House and you want to deny them that because you want to be petty, then that's on you. Okay. I mean, aesthetically, aesthetically for him, it don't look good. A lot of things about him don't look good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A lot of things don't look good. Uh, anyway. 
We're going to end on that though because I don't want this to turn to a, a politic thing anyway. But great show, man. Good show. Yeah. You you made some great points today. I mean, you know, it's, it's part of it's part of what I do. Don't, Shout don't, out don't, to, no, don't, don't get Trey like on this nah, show. No, I'm going to do it, man. Shout oh, out to, uh, what is it? Like, no, it's definitely Red Nation. Red Shout Nation, out to Red, Red Nation. Nation. What's a football team? Bulls on Parade. Bulls on Parade. Bulls on Parade. Yeah, Bulls on Parade. Yeah. Yeah, Bulls on Parade. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher Radio. Leave us comments, five stars preferably. And always, always subscribe to the podcast. We will be back again. That other guy that co-hosts the show, he'll be, he'll be back also as well. So don't, don't worry. He's still on the show. And then all you Dallas and Laker fans can rejoice. Whoa, I threw up in my mouth water, but again, oh. Thanks for listening to the new Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe. Check